Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. How you doing, everyone? I'm Russ Salzberg, and once again, I want you all to listen up and get a load of this. We have a problem. That's right. We've got some people just dying to get back to work. Well, on the other hand, we've got people afraid of dying if they go back to work. Is this about health or is it about ugly politics? To me, it's one big time disgrace. So like I said, listen up because you're really going to want to get a load of this. All right, folks. You know, I'm not trying to be funny when I say that, but really, that's the dilemma that I open with. You've got some people who are just dying to get back to work, to get the economy going. Then on the other hand, you've got people who want to get back to work, but they're afraid of dying if they do go back to work. And that's what, to me, is creating such an ugly situation. I mean, you know, first, I'm talking about the metropolitan area, but it's across the country. I'm, I'm, in particular, I'm talking about New York City and New Jersey, because that's where I'm at. But to me, it's not just about health and welfare. And when I say health, I, inc- I include the economy, because the economy has a lot to do with one's health and well-being. But to me, it's become no pun intended, a political football. But ain't it always a political football? That's, that's all the world is today. One big dumbass political football. And I'm going to get into all of that today on Get a Load of This, but I, I just really want to address one of the, the issues here is about getting back to work. Everybody's pissed off or not pissed off or they don't know how they feel because 
we're all anxious to get going again. I know I am. I'm real anxious to get going. I, you know, quite frankly, I think most people are. But some people are legitimately afraid. They're scared. And I, for one, am, I certainly will not criticize anybody for being afraid. And it doesn't make them sissies. It doesn't make them paranoid. It makes them legitimate. I don't have to agree with them, but I have to respect them. I, for one, want to get back and want to get busy. I, I, it's been a while. I mean, you guys know me here from, you know, my Get a Load of This podcast, but you also know me from doing my work on WABC radio. You know, Forget about TV for now. I'm just talking about, let's just talk about the radio. And, and I haven't done anything for, you know, over a month. Maybe closer to two months. Month and a half, anyway. Whatever the hell it is. And, and you know... Part of the reason is is because of everything's been shut down, and uh, you know a lot of times I'll do fill-in work for Bernie and Sid, my guys. But um, you know, I'll, I'll be frank with you. I, I called the station this past week and says, "Listen, I'm anxious to get back into action because I got to get busy again." And I'm not talking just financially. I'm talking mentally. I'm talking everything, really. And I got to tell you. I have, I'm not going to lie, I've had some debates within my family. I have two daughters, I've got three grandchildren, of course I have my wife, who's the anchor of my family, but, you know, I haven't hugged my grandkids, my three little grandsons, I haven't hugged them in, what the hell is it, seven weeks? It sucks, it pisses me off. And my daughters, their moms are scared. They don't want anything happen to, to me, their daddy. But I got to get back to work for my mental well-being. That's exactly how I feel. It doesn't make my family morons. It doesn't make them stupid. They care about me. So I have to respect that. And that's what I'm driving at. Why the hell can we all respect how each other feels? And believe me, I'm not some, you know, <laughs> you people know me if you've been watching me over the years on TV and listening to me on the radio and, and hear it get a load of this. You know, I'm, if I'm anything, I'm certainly not a Pollyanna. But why can't anybody respect the opinions of the other side and compromise? Is, is compromise, like, is it no longer in the English dictionary? Does it no longer have a meaning? Because there is no compromising anymore. There's no, it's almost like if, if we can't compromise, then how the hell do we coexist? 
really, if we can't compromise, how the hell can, do we coexist? How can we expect to coexist? I'm not even getting into the politicians yet. I'll, I'll get to them shortly. But I'm talking about you and me, folks. I'll give you an example. I get up every morning. Every morning I was doing it before the pandemic, before we got hit with COVID-19, and I continued to do it. I get up early every morning and go on my six-mile run every morning. I do it early because I'm almost, I, I run in an area where I, I almost have zero contact with people. Okay, I don't run with my mask on. There's no need to because I'm not, I'm not passing anybody. And if I do, I'm, I'm certainly, you know, run, will run on the opposite side of the street. I'll cover my mouth. Okay, if I, every night my wife and I go meet my daughters and we go for about a two and a half mile walk. My daughter's on one side of the street, my wife and I on the other side of the street. I'm not wearing my mask at the time because we're not coming in contact with anybody. Really, I'm not. But if I had to go into a store, if I had to, if I was walking in the city, for example, I haven't had to do that, but if I was, I'd wear a mask. Um... Do I know that the masks work? Do I knew, know, know that they don't work? I'm not sure. But if you want to wear a mask and I don't, that's fine by me. If I want to wear a mask and you don't, that's fine by me. It should be fine by you as well. Why is that a debate now? If, we can't, if we're going to argue over effing masks, how the hell can we get together and compromise on getting up and back to work with the economy? Why does it have to be either my way or the highway when, whether it's Governor Cuomo or Dumbo de Blasio, who, I don't even want to talk about that moron. But, but why does it have to be my way or the highway? Why can't there be an open discussion? What I mean by an open discussion, I understand if some people are afraid of having things opened up and going back to work. I understand it. Doesn't make them morons, but it also doesn't make me a moron by wanting to open things up. I do think enough is enough. You know, the, the, the governor in, um, in Georgia, when he opened things up, he said at the time, and I thought it was the most honest, basic, common sense thing. I'm not ordering any, he said, I'm not ordering anybody to do anything. I'm giving them an option. I'm giving them an option. Why can't we have options? And why can't we all get along with 
decision to give us options. Why does it have to be my way or the highway? And that's when we get into the ugliness of politics and politicians. If if the right says, let's go back to work, then the left says, well, the right are assholes. And if the right wants to go back to work and the left doesn't, then the right says the left are assholes. Why does anybody? Why does it have to be that way? Why can't we come to a civil understanding and compromise? Okay, you don't want to go back to work. Why don't you want to go back to work? You don't want you want the lockdown continue to to continue. Okay, why? And let's talk about it. And let's come to some kind of compromise. But there's none of that. And it's a disgrace. It's, it's, it's a flat-out, big-time disgrace. And, and look, the politics have reared its ugly head once again. When this all started, if you recall, I said it on up my podcast, I said it on, uh, we were doing coronavirus specials. I was sitting in on, on some Saturday nights doing coronavirus specials on WABC radio. And, and, it, and I was talking about how as bad as, and I said this back in March, when all this shit, pardon the expression, was hitting the fan. For the first time I said, what's worse or equally as bad, equally as contagious. That's what I said. Equally as contagious as the coronavirus is the anxiety that comes with it. The mental anguish. And I ain't no Sigmund Freud, but I'm telling you, I hit it the bullseye with that remark. Because you can see and hear the anxiety and mental anguish going on. This this is terrible. People are afraid of losing their homes. You, you know, this this is all great. You know, I'm not, oh great. I Cuomo says, oh great. I I made I made a decision to move to August twentieth. People don't have to worry about paying their rent. That that that. Well, that's just great. You, you know what? What's going to happen after August 20th when everything is mounted up? Your bills are still going to be there. It's, it's not like your, your rent payments or mortgage payments have gone away. They're still going to be there. Why can't we come to a compromise? Why does one party want it their way and the other party wants it their way and there ain't no meeting in between you know who are the suckers in the end you and me because we're letting our leaders rule the roost we're letting them use us as pawns it's it's terrible it is is just absolutely disgraceful you want to go wear a mask be my guest 
I don't want to wear a mask. My prerogative. Now, I personally think masks have helped. I don't think I have to be maniacal about it. I mean, the curve has flattened. People have worn them. I, I, I mean, I don't have to get into a huge debate over the mask. I just want to get back to work. So how are we going to do that? And certainly, if if I don't, I'm not fond of wearing a mask, but somebody tells me, well, Russ, look, we're, we're open up. The lockdown's going to be up. We've got to be wearing masks for the next few months. Sign me up. Sign me up now. Call me the Lone Ranger. I'll be glad to wear a mask. Sign me up today. It's called compromise. That, that, that really, it, it, it's called compromise. But, but the politicians and, and the ego tripping nonsense, listen, as, as I was saying before, maybe I dig, digressed a bit, when this all started, I applauded. It was so refreshing and I thought we were headed in the right direction. It was so refreshing to hear President Trump and New York State Governor Andrew Cuomo. It was refreshing to, to hear these two guys compliment each other, really sp- speak respectful of one another. They seemed on the same page. I had been very critical of various things about Governor Cuomo, you know, these no bail, uh, bail reform and all that stuff. But I thought when this was happening, I said, you know what, maybe this is going to bring our country together. Maybe the politicians are going to bring, it's going to bring our country together. They're going to get along because in the end, it's about we, the people. Man, was I wrong. (laughs) They're so full of shit, you can choke on it, what the politicians are giving us. It's, It's disgraceful. Because after two, three weeks, let me tell you something. Andrew Cuomo is just drinking his own Kool Aid. He's sucking up every minute of this. You, you know when I, I was disgraced, uh, disgusted? We've been, you've been hearing all of us bellyache. Certainly you hear it at WABC Radio, and rightfully so, we, about not for months, for years. People have been talking about the disgracefulness, what existed uh, in Penn Station, the homeless, the derelicts that are down there and in front and on the steps and the escalator. It's disgusting. And we, you've been hearing about what goes on on the subways. Are you going to tell me, and this is at Cuomo and at de Blasio, are you going to tell me it had to take a freaking pandemic to get some of this crap cleaned up. That's what it took 
And then I got to see when they make the decision that, oh, we're going to clean up and, and do this and that and close, I got to see Andrew Cuomo spraying the subways for a photo op. Do you think we're all morons? Really? The governor's making a point to show that he could spray the subway. You know, as far as the Blasio, I don't even want to address that moron, and I mean it, and I'm not saying to try to be a wise guy. He's been given too many chances, far too many chances. He, his wife, uh, his his dumbass um, henchman, school's chancellor, Richard Carranza, who says, uh, oh, we should not let a, a crisis go to waste. That's a quote from Richard Carranza. We should not let a crisis go to waste, trying to figure out how to use this crisis in, um, to enhance or, or get through some of his idiotic ideas for the education system in New York City, which he has totally screwed up. But really, I need to see Governor Cuomo in a freaking photo op then on top of which, he's got the balls. That's the best term I could use. I mean, he, he must trip over himself when he walks because his cojones are so big. Are you telling me all of a sudden, now, he mentions just the other day over the weekend, oh, you know, new, new situation with nursing homes. You come to this conclusion after over 5,000 people died? What the hell were you thinking about? And you don't have the, the decency, the respect f for your constituents to man up and say, no, like, listen, obviously, if you don't want to say, I got it wrong, say, listen, we miscalculated, we screwed this up. You want to say we, say we. But you don't say nothing. You, you don't even admit to making a mistake. But when it comes to the president, he can't do anything right. Then all these politicians, well, I don't, I don't, why is this? And what, what do I, you know, he screwed this up again. He said this again. He did this again. God forbid. Trump was responsible for 5,200 deaths in a nursing home. God forbid. Could you imagine the uproar in this country and what the media would do to him over that? I, I watched Meet the Press this past weekend with, with Chuck Todd, which is, you know, that's th the left-leaning machine. Okay, um, we, we just this is a scan. This is not just a crisis. What ha what has happened in the nursing homes is a scandal. It was not not a peep. It was not mentioned. It was not mentioned. Former President Barack Obama who I voted for, 
comes out and saying how you know this has been handled by the, by Trump. I, I'm paraphrasing. Basically, it's all full of disgrace. Yada yada yada. You know why former President Barack Obama is trying to lay the hammer on Trump right now? Because former President Barack Obama has a mess on his hands over Mr. Flynn. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? Yeah. Former President Barack Obama, all of a sudden, the heat is on. So all he's trying to do is deflect. All he's trying to do is deflect. It, it, it's, it's unbelievable. So let's, let's make a mess. Everything is on Trump now. And believe me, I did not vote for Donald Trump. But almost, not almost, I am ashamed to say my party used to be the Democratic Party. It's disgraceful. They just want to be, say no to any and everything. To any and everything. When, when it came time for the stimulus, the, 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 the financial packages, oh, no, we had a way, we had a... They wanted money put aside as part of the deal for the freaking Kennedy Center. Are you kidding me? And, and, and for women's rights or organizations, don't get me wrong, folks. Don't, don't start saying, well, Russ is against women, you're misogynist. No. This was about people dying economically, financially dying. We needed to get that money, and, and it was becoming a debate. This is what I'm talking about. There, there can't ever be compromises. It's always got to be an angle. It's bullshit. It's terrible. It's never, never ending. They have the balls to talk about. You talk about deflecting. I happened to watch yesterday, I, I said I was watching uh, Meet the Press on NBC. Chuck Todd had the nerve to say the president is obsessed with undoing the Mueller report. Because apparently, and I've said this a million and one times, I wish Trump would stop with his tweets. It, listen, his tweeting is what got him elected. But enough. Stop feeding the sharks. But Chuck Todd had the balls. He, he's talking about the president being obsessed with undo, undoing the Mueller report when Chuck Todd and the rest of the left media, which is most of the media these days, have been obsessed for the last since last three what is it, three, three and a half, four years, have been obsessed with the Russian collusion. That never existed. That never existed. And he has the balls to get on and say, 
the president is obsessed. And then he's talking to his ace White House reporter for NBC, Christine Welker, who's now saying, yes, Trump will be judged. Yeah, he's obsessed with this. He'll be judged only on the pandemic. Oh, before he was going to be, you wanted him judged on Russian collusion. But now that this pandemic came out of no place, nowhere, nobody saw it coming, now you want him judged on that. And I see, you know, Peggy Noonan on the same panel with Welker was saying, yes, Trump is deflecting because he's he's taken a beating for three and a half years over this Russian collusion nonsense that everybody who was behind, including Barack Obama, he's deflecting. And, and you know what? I heard Peggy Noonan say, you know, I mean, the way he's handled this, handled it from the beginning, I don't hear anybody ever saying, and I don't, trust me, I don't agree. I mean, to me, I think a lot of times some of the stuff that, that the president says is dopey. He doesn't think. Sometimes he speaks before thinking. Who the hell was going to do any better than the president? Let me tell you what. If it was Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, or anybody else, just take the people I just said, put them in Trump's place, and they would; those people would be applauded now for the way they're handling things. Because that's the way it is. They just got to hate Trump, and that's why I'm saying there can't be any compromise. What kind of moron does Adam Schiff look like? now over this Russian collusion stuff. Think about it. How ridiculous do all these people look right now? I don't hear one, one of these people ever say, man, we've got to give Trump credit we got to give Trump credit for shutting down, for not letting, you know, people come in from China. I don't hear anybody ever say that. He wasn't late to the dance on that. When he had his ass in a sling over impeachment proceedings, he acted. What I'm talking about, folks, it's just, the lack of compromise and respect for one another. And that's why part of this, listen, this pandemic has been god-awful. It's been just terrible. It affects all of us. But I don't know that there's an end in sight simply because it, it's, it's just a political football. The left has to be right. The right has to be right. And there's no meeting in between. There's no meeting in between. N nobody wants this to go on forever. I sure as hell don't. I, I want the lockdown to be over. I want people to say, yeah, it it's okay to get back to work or 
you know, let's get, get back to work with a semblance of sanity and compromise. You want to wear a mask? Okay, you, 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 you don't have to, but here's what you should do. Uh, you're going into an office, you have to sit X amount apart. Uh, you want to open up restaurants, yet if you had 100 tables. How about, how about doing this? I have friends who own restaurants, successful restaurants. Let's, I'm just giving you a round number. Let's say you got 100 restaurants, uh, 100 tables. All right there, Joe. Um, you know what? You're going to start with 25 tables. Sign me up today. And then, you know what? Let's see how that goes. And then uh, maybe in two, three weeks a month, it's 50 tables. And then maybe it's 75. Let's work up to getting it back to 100. Let's get to a compromise. It's just an example. But there's no compromise. It's got to be my way is the right way, and that's it. And what is becoming extremely scary to me, now it's not just the politicians. Now it's their constituency. Because now, I mean, I, listen, I, I speak to people. It's like, it's like the same people who were killing. I've had friends, the same people who were killing um, the Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh, okay, with his allegations of sexual assault. The same people, the same media that were killing him. Now when it comes to Biden and this Tara Reid, oh, he's an innocent guy. Pelosi and all... Listen, it's got to be a female. You know, Biden wants a female um, running mate. Where, Where are all these people condemning Joe Biden over an allegation. Right? Elizabeth Warren was killing uh, Michael Bloomberg. Well, how about this? Kill, killing Michael Bloomberg in campaigns and on the, uh, on the stage. On the debate stage. Because everybody's full of shit. It's this... Well, oh, our politicians, it's the worst I've ever seen. I mean, there used to be a time, you know, Ronald Reagan, Tip O'Neill used to be uh, Speaker of the House. At the end of the day, they could go have a cocktail at night and talk things over. That doesn't exist. They're, they're the the people running the show, and we're just the pawns. So while they do what the hell they want and massage their own egos and cover cover their own asses, we end up getting kicked in the ass. We end up waiting. 
So we don't just have to deal with the pandemic. We have to deal with the financial mess that's coming with it. And believe me, if they told us to get back to work tomorrow, there are people who are still going to be suffering. I mean, so people have lost businesses that will never get them back. Can you imagine if you bust your ass your whole life to start a business and it's gone, poof. You're never going to be able to recover. I, I, I'm not going to call somebody a moron for wanting to get back to work. Really? It, 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 it's gotten to the point where, where I also believe some some people who are so dumb and foolish thinking on the left well, you know what? If I got to lose my business, as long as it means getting Trump out, I'll take my chance. That's how stupid people think. I will say this again as I started this podcast. Some people are dying to get back to work. Others are afraid of dying. Should they go back to work? Let's come to a compromise let's sit down and figure this out and stop the political grandstanding and nonsense let's get it done okay let's just get it done because there are a lot of people suffering not just physically but mentally and believe me the mental anguish is going to continue it's going to increase You know, that, that doctor who, a couple of weeks ago who committed suicide, Lorna Breen. And at the same point, we had a young EMT who was 23 years old. The doctor, she was like 49, I believe, killed himself over this. this mentally, this is killing people, literally killing people. It's going to get worse. This pandemic has kicked our ass. The only way we're going to beat it is beat it together. And by beating it together, the only way you're going to do that is do it with a compromise. If you can't, things are going to get a lot worse before they ever get better. And that's a wrap right here, folks. I want to thank all of you for getting a load of this. Now I'd like to get a load of you. Let me know your thoughts on today's podcast. You can tell me on Twitter at Russ Salzberg, on Facebook. You can also check out my website, russsalzberg.com. My big-time thanks to my main man who's been taking care of me through this pandemic, the one and only Matt Meany. I want to thank 77 WABC Program Director Dave Labrosi, his outstanding Assistant Program Director Matt Dahl, President of WABC Radio, Chad Lopez. And last but certainly not least, a great big thank you to you people out there because without you people, you guys, I'd have nobody here to be talking to. So until next time, it is Ira Salzberg saying bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you next week. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. 
but there's only one McCrispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When your space has the long-lasting, noticeable scent of Airwick Vibrant Scented Oils, you'll want to invite everyone over, from book club to the fantasy league, even the in-laws. It smells... Amazing. Airwick Vibrant Scented Oils are infused with two times more natural essential oils versus regular Airwick Scented Oils for our most authentic, nature-inspired fragrance experience. Hmm. Transform your space with scents like white sage and mahogany or lavender and water lily. Now that's a breath of fresh Airwick. 